0: Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher and church planter in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome back to Lose Yourself. Today's episode, we rejoin our conversation with Keith Radke, pastor of River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah, on the topic of discipleship.
1: You are a senior pastor, you're a pastor under the senior pastor, Jesus. If you're a lead pastor. If you're a lead church planter, if you're the elder, the bishop, all these things that we call ourselves in the modern contest, all these titles. No, no, there, there's one, there's only one. There's one head, Christ. Right. And we're all growing up into him. We're all maturing into him. And so he gives the gifts of leadership and he gives the gifts of influence in the church so that way we might help people know Jesus better. And we might help people believe Jesus better. You know, that that's, a, and I say, I keep referencing Ephesians because that's what we're going through at River Community Church is the gifts that were given, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher, were given, one of the re- purpose was that everyone would grow in their faith and in their knowledge of Jesus. Not, not just believing Jesus, but knowing him, relationship with him. And so as a leader, if you're a good leader, and if you're a good d- disciple maker, you don't see yourself as above. You don't see yourself as having achieved or attained. Um, I went to a leadership conference recently with John Maxwell. Okay. And I had an opportunity to stand a few feet away from him and say hi. And one of the other people who was there, they were kind of asking questions. It was just a couple, I mean, literally, like, this might have been a minute. Did so you, Did you fanboy uh, a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah got a signature. But, um, <laughs> But, but what was a question was asked. They asked me like, you know, what do you do? And so I made a comment about what I did. And then because I also work for an organization outside of the church, um, where I am a leadership and development coach, um, which once you get that title, now you got to figure out, you know, are you qualified to do it? But I said something and John Maxwell said, "Oh, write that down. That was good. I was stunned. I can't remember what it was. And the guy next to him wrote it down. So if that I'll remember when it pops up in a book, right? Right. That John Maxwell read. That is a good leader. You know, here's the leadership expert, right? right? And he is constantly learning, constantly taking, I don't, he doesn't know me. No. And, and it's, it, it, again, yeah, fanboying a little bit, but really it just, I realized, okay, we're in this together. Yeah. He's just, he's 70 something years old. Right. I, I, you know, I, I just crossed over the 40 line, you know, a year ago. I'm forty one. Anyway, so That's okay I've I got a to... crossed a milestone that was further than you. And you know what? You are wearing it well, Mike. Thank you. It looks great. Right. But you're never gonna arrive. No. At this place where you can say,
0: I'm the expert. What I appreciate about him doing that is that so many people that famous would look at the opportunity to be threatened mm-hmm. and want to lecture. Yeah, I mean right? I don't know if you've ever been around somebody that you start making a good point and they they want to correct you. Yeah. And just, and belittle your, your contribution and the fact that he not only affirmed that and write that down. I mean, I love that. What happened is that encouraged you. Hugely, hugely
1: encouraged me. You know, I was, I was just there to learn something new myself and from someone that I've, I've learned and come to respect, you know, based on what they've written on their life experience and those kind of things. But also to have that same person say, I just learned something from you you know, that that's huge. And, and that is, maybe that's discipleship too, right? Is if you were a disciple maker, you've got something to learn from the person that you're trying to help follow Jesus.
0: All right. Now, now All, we're, now we're getting there. Okay. Because,
1: you boomers, no. I'm going to say this, you boomers and you gen Xers and you know, millennials. And I think I'm a Xennial cause I'm like between Z and X and, or not Z and X, you're but a, X and millennial Xennial. I'm an Xennial. Yeah. Which means I was born at the end of the first star Wars trilogy. If that makes sense. Poor thing. I know it's terrible. Or in the middle of the trilogy. I
0: don't remember. It's all, it's all blurry lines. Well, what's funny about you, you are a bridge because again, you are one foot in analog, one foot in digital.
1: Yes. So that makes me a exennial. What the church is going to benefit from is what you called the Gen Z and younger who are coming at this and saying, wait a minute, this isn't working. What if there was a better way
0: or maybe it's not better What if there was a fresh way? Oh, no, no. Again, pardon me. Decades of family ministry. A lot of my job. Again, I never siloed. I was I've always been in multi-gen churches, which is basically trauma because you have these different groups of people that all have it all figured out and can't figure out why everyone else can't get on board. I can honestly say this. That's what the boomers did. Mm -hmm. Purpose driven church turned church on its head. Yep. I, I remember 1989. If you went to a church almost without exception, it's going to be pews mm-hmm. it's going to be organ. You're going to read out of a book, hymnal book, maybe an overhead projector, but not, nah, not really. You're going to be, that's what church was. It was, you're singing the same hymnody that you've been singing for a long, long bit. Okay. Right. 1999, relaxed dress, relevant message, contemporary worship. Yeah. The, from 89 to 99, the church radically, I'm not talking about the fringe groups that are usually chasing the front. I'm talking about like your, your first insert denomination here, church mm-hmm. going literally from choir, hymn, organ to praise team yeah, and going from suits to like business casual in like a 10 year space. Why are these younger groups not going to do that? And they're going to do it to the people that we've already thinking that we're very progressive as a church. And they're looking at that and going, Oh, Oh. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. And that's why, who was it? Was it Elmer Towns? I think said, uh, methods are many principles are few methods will change principles never do. So principles such as Bible study, worship, mm-hmm. God's word, not going to change. Right. Um, methods, music, mm-hmm. clothing, yep. architecture, technology, it's disposable. Yeah. And as long as we know that, then we're going to continue to grow and, and move this through. And so as the founders, Gen Z, uh, another, uh, what was the other name for them that's been recent? It's um, TrueGen. They're looking for the truth. Yeah, TrueGen. Yeah, TrueGen. They are the ones who grew up with conspiracy theories and you can't trust anything that you, mm-hmm. you know, and again, whereas audio has been easily manipulated for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. We're, they're getting the point now there's these apps. You can throw your face on anybody else. Right. No one trusts even what they see. Now. That's right. And so they're going to come at this and we come at them with, say, we have the truth. They're going to look at us with a bit of skepticism. Yes. And that's why the acronym you just put down, you know, the relationship, the, especially the example. Yes. And then, when you say accountability, are we the ones first and foremost that are accountable? That's before right. We hold other. We're not holding others first, right? And then, then going into leadership, that's where that acronym becomes very important in how we go forward, mm. because it's going to transcend the the trends and the other again temporary things, and help people see the gospel of Jesus Christ in the 21st century and how to become a leader and a disciple, because you have to have the foundation in order to weather. The change that we can't stop. That's right. The inevitable change.
1: Yes, the inevitable change. 2020 has taught us that everything can change really quickly. Right. And pastors, church leaders, at every level of Christian leadership and ministry models and processes, every Christian who is holding on to that which we thought worked or or believe should, should never change, if it's not the gospel if it's not the truth of god's word if it's not dependence on the holy spirit if it's not simple faith and and severally there's other things you know just things that that like you said you said it well the principles that never change if we don't get back to that those basics everything from this point forward is just going to discourage us demotivate us, it's it's very, and I've seen this, and it's actually it's been kind of hard over the last year to see a handful of people that are Christians. I'm not questioning whether they really love God or love Christ, but they are moving away in an unhealthy way because of everything that's happened. With that dependence on Christ, if we say, Jesus, you said, follow me, and I will make you, and then you told us, now you go and make disciples, and how do you do it? You baptize them, you teach them my commands. It's just basic stuff, right? Just keep it simple. If we could get back to that and recapture that, I think we're going to see an incredible number of people come to faith in Christ. I think we're going to see a multiplication of disciples beyond anything we could have ever imagined. And if that means that in my local church, I have to be willing to ditch the three steps that I've adopted, or I have to be willing to restructure what the Sunday community gathering looks like, to meet people where they are with the truth that never changes. If I'm willing to do that, if, if church leaders are willing to do that, if people are willing to take a new approach to discipleship, I will invite you into my home now. I will do a virtual right. fellowship. I'll get on to you know any one of the, the video yeah. conferencing things, and I, I will do something with you that way. If we're willing just to stop making excuses, stop trying to defend things that aren't working anymore, and just embrace the heart of discipleship, and that is to bring people back into relationship with God, then then the, the sky's the limit. There's endless possibilities of how we could be effective disciple makers in our day. But we're going to have to be willing to say, I'm not going to hold on to man-made things. They're not bad. They're good. But what honors God? What is God really calling us to do? And that is to bring people
0: back into relationship with him. When people answer honestly, some of their favorite ministry times were times when all of the trends played to their strengths. Hmm. So it was easy yeah, and I was effective and it was in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And the fun thing is, is that God still calls you to be a disciple and to be a leader when all of that evaporates before your very eyes. That's and right. now all of a sudden you have to lead him in your weakness. That's right. And they have the bravery to lead in weakness and sometimes inspires people more than when you were leading from your wheelhouse. Mm, that's good. I think the one thing I would leave with people from James chapter one, it says that
1: if any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives to all liberally without discrimination, he doesn't hold back. And, and I've heard a pastor friend of mine say it this way. If you ask him for it, he doesn't make fun of you for it. No. He doesn't think that you're dumb or call you dumb for not knowing if you ask him and you believe him for it, he just gives it. That's beautiful. And, it's, and, and I think in the area of discipleship, whether you're parenting, trying to disciple your spouse, <laughs> you know, you're a pastor in your church trying to figure out how do we do discipleship? How do we erase the whiteboard, so to speak, and start from scratch? Well, ask God for wisdom. He is so ready to do that. And it will be transformation. I really do believe that. But we've got to be humble <laughs> and trust that the giver
0: of wisdom is ready to give that wisdom to us. That's beautiful. I'm gonna end with that. Now, quick Keith, where can people find you online or yeah. uh River Utah
1: church. And if you forget the dot church part, it's also dot <laughs> Might be net. River Community Church is where I pastor. And uh that's that's kind of my thing right now. Okay. Um Do you have any other
0: like bloggy
1: uh, I'm on Instagram at real Keith uh K-E-I-T-H-R-A-D ke real keith radke and the reason i did real is
0: because i didn't want to be fake i uh, love that and it also you just did the acronym today yeah
1: so yeah and that actually had nothing to do with each other oh it's come on just, man uh, Shh,
0: tell them that that's what oh okay <laughs> it, okay it was totally intentional
1: <laughs> oh understood. part of this whole thing of following jesus it's 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 there is some flying by the seat of our pants A that bit. we do and it's it's okay it's it is all okay. good so yeah real keith radke on instagram you can follow me there i share little things and then um uh, river Utah church. And you have your own radio show as well. Do you? I do. It's called a good life radio and it's also a podcast and our podcast broke. So it will be fixed very soon. So a good life radio is our website and podcast. And uh, by the time this airs, it'll be good to go.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being here today, man. Mike, thank you. This has been a pleasure. We want to thank Keith Radke from River Community Church for spending the last few episodes with us. We'll be back next week with new content and new guests. This show originates on Key Radio in Provo, Utah, 91.3 FM. And it is also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week. And remember, don't give in to temporal experiences, but lose yourself to God's purposes and His plan for your life. This has been Lose Yourself. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a ministry of Grace Church and Mike Cunningham and a production of Key Radio.